Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This podcast is made possible by our supporters over on Patreon. If you'd like to support the show and get your own RSS feed with ad-free shows and extra episodes every month, then head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. We're a minute into the show, and I'm already laughing at the chat room. My name is Jason <laughs> Robbins. And my name is Derek Diamond. And uh, we, were, we were calling Joey Image, uh, our good friend Joey Image, we were we were referring to him as, uh, what would you call him, Joseph Mural? Joseph Mural. <laughs> and he says he, he, he was previously known as Joseph Photograph. <laughs> Based out of Beverly Hills, California. <laughs> New Jersey, by way of Beverly Hills, California. Oh, that would have been a, a great rival for him during his career. That's a good Who, question. Who's going to win? For, image versus photograph. <laughs> for Joe, I've always wondered that, and you're a wrestling fan as well. Like, when they would have, like, like say, Hulk Hogan, you know, it would, they would say, um, in the early days of wrestling, they'd be like, um, from uh, hail, hailing from Venice Beach by way of Hollywood, California, Hulk Hogan. Like, what does that mean? Does that mean I guess that Hollywood's where from? he's originally from, and or, then Venice is where he currently resides. But Venice isn't that far from Hollywood. Or they would say something like, uh, "From Venice Beach by way of Orlando, Florida, or Tampa, wherever he was from." Like they would say weird things like that. I don't, it's weirds me out. Or you just pull the Ultimate Warrior and say you're from parts unknown. <laughs> yeah, parts. That's all. Oh, that's what or I'm like going to tell a, people. Where are you from? I'm from parts unknown. Yeah, it's. Uh, Cactus Jack was from Truth or Consequences, New Mexico, which is like half a mile down the road. Oh, apparently I'm getting echo in the uh, the YouTube. Um, let me just real, the, a little behind the scenes stuff here, everybody. Let me turn this off real quick, and I'll be right back on. All right, and that should fix everything. So sorry about that, everybody. Hopefully that fixes it. So we'll we'll see what happens. In the blue corner, corner, <laughs> corner, corner. So what does that mean? Uh, so what does that mean? What have you been up to this week? I, I finished uh, Mass Effect 2 on Saturday and downloaded Part 3 on Sunday. So I'm, I'm just now getting started on 3. Um, haven't been able to play very much. Um, just been, I've been kind of getting things ready, you know, kind of slow and steady for, um, for my wife and I's trip to, to Los Angeles, which... Those watching in the chat, we're actually leaving uh, tomorrow morning, and we'll be back uh, Saturday night. So, um, just been really kind of looking forward to that. I did finally pick what I'm going to review next week. It's a uh, I completely forgot this game existed, but I remember seeing it in Nintendo Power. Uh, the Adventures of Lolo for oh. uh, the NES. 
So I've been playing that. Um, it, it's on the, the Nintendo Switch Online, so I'm going to be reviewing that next week. That's a fun game. I always thought about yes, reviewing I'm it. I'm liking and it. I, I don't know why I never did. That's a, that is actually a pretty fun game. I don't know why they yeah, never I've, did like any kind of re like why is it not available like new versions of that game because that's a very cool kind of puzzly uh you know maze puzzle kind of game. I want to say it was on the cover of Nintendo Power at one point too. Yeah, it was. You would so, think something like that would would definitely have a lot of sequels since then. It was funny cuz I saw the cover on uh on the Switch Online shop and it's like it unlocked the memory of reading yeah. about it in Nintendo <laughs> Power and I'm like I'll review that next week cuz awesome. I've never played this and I'm curious about it. I'm curious to see what you have to say about it. Yeah, and I'm going to be taking my Switch with me on the trip too, so yeah. Give me something to play cuz LA's a long flight. Yeah, it is. Uh but you're going to have fun though. I wish I could go with you. Cuz I've never actually been I I've been to LA but I've never been outside the airport. Oh, really? Yep. That's how I am with Chicago. Like, I've flown into the Chicago airport as, like, a connecting flight, but never never actually huh. been into the city. Uh, I'm not sure what I'm going to be reviewing uh, after your review. I'll, I'll figure something out. I got a few things. Like, like I, talk, I was talking about last week, I tried to get on, like, a little bit of a shooter kick, but I'm so not good at them, and I can barely get past the first stages, so... I don't think I'm going to be doing shooters. I think I may abandon that that uh that that little trip. Yeah, I mean at least you know. Yeah. You, know, you got to give it a shot. But uh but that's um we got a little bit of news tonight before we go into the top 5 list. This one's a fun one to do. Um you want to go and jump into the news? Yes, sir. Here we go. <laughs> If you have a news story you want us to cover, send them to nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. And this first story is from nintendolife.com. Sega. Sega. What am I doing tonight? Sega. Sega's upcoming Crazy Taxi revival will apparently be a triple A game. Um, if you're wondering, just. Uh, let's see. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me. Uh, Crazy Taxi was part of Sega's original legacy. Revival announcement, which also includes the return of Jet Set Radio, Streets of Rage, Golden Axe, and Shinobi. Several other games that also appear to be on the way. Right now, Sapporo Studios uh, isn't working on any titles independently, but doesn't intend to do so in the future. It was originally founded in December 2021 with the, during the pandemic and is led by Takeya Sagawa. Uh, and he says... Uh, <laughs> says um, they were, uh, per, quote, participating in the development of AAA titles, including Crazy Taxi. So when they say AAA titles like that, does that mean Crazy Taxi is going to be like, uh, like Grand Theft Auto? You know, I'm not exactly sure. But Google can tell us. Uh, I'm just excited for this game. Me too, but I I, I kind of want them to keep it arcadey like the original one was. You can make a big game, but don't make me have to get out of the car and do stuff. It's an informal classification used to classify video games produced and distributed by a mid-sized or major publisher, which typically have higher development and marketing budgets than other tiers of games. Yeah, but when you say AAA titles, that makes me think of stuff like, you know, God of War. Halo, Grand Theft Auto, like those kind of games that sell like, you know, a hundred million copies. I, I don't know if I want that out of Crazy Taxi. I want more of an arcadey running into stuff and, you know, destructible environments just to like have fun and not, I don't want to get out of the car and do stuff. Yeah, it's tough to say, you know, that a trailer hasn't been released yet, so... I'm going to try and withhold all judgment or, you know, really judgments until we see a trailer and we actually see what the gameplay is going yeah. to be. But just in the initial announcement of it, I'm excited because Crazy Taxi was a really fun game back in the day. And I, I think a new audience will enjoy it. I think so, too. I just I just want them to keep it simple. Don't overcomplicate it by trying to make something that it's not. Yeah. 
no, I, I totally agree with you. Next up from Nintendo Life, I was hoping you'd throw this story in there because mm-hmm. I've got some thoughts on it. It looks like Maria Robotnik will appear in the third Sonic movie. We are still a little way off of the release of Sonic 3, the movie, which is set to come to cinemas in December 2024. Uh, we Today we have an interesting look at what's going down on set with a pretty clear hint of the events to come. We knew that Shadow the Hedgehog was going to be cropping up in the third movie, and that led many fans to, to the assumption that Maria Robotnik would be too. Well, it looks like that assumption was correct. Uh, the young actor Alila Brown has today shared a couple of onset photos from Sonic 3, importantly showing the name that happens to be adorning her chair, Maria. Hmm. So I don't know how familiar you are with Shadow's backstory, but um, he he was created artificially by Gerald Robotnik, who is the Robotnik we know, mm-hmm. gr- his grandfather. Yeah, that I knew. Like, I, didn't, okay. I don't know a, a ton of story, but I do know that. So Maria is Gerald's granddaughter and Dr. Robotnik's cousin. Hmm. Um, so basically what happens is, long story short, and this is spoilers, but I mean, the game's been out 20-something years now. <laughs> um, they, Gerald Robotnik is stationed on this... Um, like space station above the planet called Ark. He's working on building like a a a way to colonize um in the space station. And the the military organization Gun shows up and basically shuts everything down. They're going to obviously take Shadow because he's a genetic creation, he's really powerful. And Maria helps Shadow escape by putting him in an escape pod. And one of the uh, soldiers shoots Maria Hmm. and kills her. So it makes (laughs) me wonder, are they going to recreate that in a kid's movie? (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) I mean, I know it's a kid's movie, but I I don't know. They might go dark for the third one. And I've, I really hope this happens. And I'm going to make this my prediction because he's been announced for the Knuckles series. I want Christopher Lloyd to play Gerald Robotnik. <laughs> That'd be great. Because he would be brilliant. You should look up some Gerald Robotnik cutscenes from that game, and you would picture Christopher Lloyd. All right, I'll do that. But th- this is all confirms that they're they're adapting Sonic Adventure 2, which awesome. is not a bad thing. I mean, yeah. she's she's an important aspect to Shadow's story. So uh, when they announced her, I'm like, she's she's playing Maria. Uh, let's see, this next story, I want to read it, but I think it's trying to make me, uh, no, I'm not. Oh, poo. Oh, man, they're, you know what, I'm not going to read it. This was a story about how Nintendo, um, their stock sank this last week after, um, some of the game makers said that the Switch 2 was being pushed to 2025, which, why would that sink? your stock like i don't understand why people panic over stuff like this and sell off their stock about stuff i have no idea you know nintendo's doing a partner showcase on wednesday yeah so i was looking up uh articles and i read that they were doing a partner showcase so people if if you have stock in nintendo stop freaking out and just wait did we not learn anything from the the Microsoft stuff over the last few weeks? Did we learn nothing? Yeah, people don't learn. <laughs> uh, Mushmouth in the chat says uh, Sonic Adventure Two is goaded. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll read this last story. Yeah, go ahead. From TheVerge.com, uh, four Xbox exclusive games are coming to PS5 and Nintendo Switch. Let's see, we've made the decision that we're going to take four games to the other consoles, reveals Microsoft Gaming CEO Phil Spencer on the official Xbox podcast. Bizarrely, Microsoft is refusing to name the four titles, but the company says that two are community-driven games and the other two are smaller titles. Sources familiar with Microsoft's plans tell me that the first two titles will be Hi-Fi Rush and Pentiment, followed by Sea of Thieves and Grounded. Spencer claims there hasn't been a change to the company doing Xbox exclusives yet. At the same time, he also thinks there will be fewer console exclusives across the industry over the next decade. I'm pretty sure Sea of Thieves is a rare game. 
It is. Um, actually, I've been very interested in trying out Sea of Thieves because I've seen it in, in, on Game Pass. Um, it looks fun. I've watched the trailer numerous times t- trying to d- decide if I want to play it or not. Um, but it is a kind of a, a multiplayer game. It doesn't. It, it's not necessarily a multiplayer game, but it's more fun and kind of easier to play if you play multiplayer. So this might be something that if our community people want to get together and play some Sea of Thieves together, um, and I don't know if this is going to be cross-platform, which I imagine it will be once this comes out. People that you know can play on Xbox and play, PlayStation Five can play together. Like that might be a fun thing to do is uh, start up some games of Sea of Thieves with the community members. Y'all gonna make me get Game Pass? Yep, we will. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's gonna do it for the news for this week, and um, I guess it's time for this month in video game history. <laughs> February of 1985, Paperboy is released in the arcades. Didn't the arcade cabinet have like the bike handles? It did. I always love like the the specific arcade cabinets. Like not just like the the plain joystick ones are cool, but when you have like you know like the custom gun for a type of shooter, or you yeah. have the bike handles for Paperboy, it just adds to the game. Yeah, I, I wish that you they had like a um a a handlebar peripheral to play Paperboy like on the NES cuz it's a fun game on the NES, but it would have been way more fun with that that peripheral. This would have been a great game for the Wii. Oh, it would have. With the motion controls? Yeah. That you could been actually great. use the remote to throw your paper. <laughs> yeah, and then you throw the remote through the TV. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you have the wrist the yeah. wristband. February 16th of 1995, Star is released for the Sega Genesis in North America. I actually reviewed this game a yeah, while back. Yeah, you did. And uh, it's... I feel like it was Sega's attempt at having another mascot besides Sonic. Mm-hmm. And it was nothing like Sonic. Yeah. <laughs> and not that it was a bad game, because I did enjoy it. But it was a little too slow for my taste. Yeah. But it's still fun. I still never played it. Uh, February. I think it's worth giving it a shot. Yeah, I might one of these days. Um, February 9th of 1999, THQ released WCW Nitro for the Nintendo 64. So I had no idea that this was ported to the N64 because I had this for PlayStation. Oh, did you? And the the PlayStation version came out over a year before <laughs> the N64 port. Which is kind of insane. I can't imagine playing... <clears throat> it, it would have been easy to play this on the Nintendo 64 with just the one single analog stick. It, uh, it doesn't hold up well. <laughs> I imagine I, it not. I think it, I think it might have been WrestleMania 2000 that I reviewed a while back, and I have a physical card of that game, so I played it on the N64. Ooh. It, uh, <laughs> it, it, was, it was not great. Hmm. It's not great at all, but I I always like WCW Nitro because whenever you'd select your character, it would play like a little video of them like talking trash to you before you'd actually start the match. Yeah, <laughs> so it was it was cool. And finally, in February of two thousand four, Electronic Arts consolidates and rolls most of Maxis and all of Origin Systems into its Redwood Shores, California headquarters. Ah, EA the. One of our favorite of, companies. <laughs> I was, if you were to make a list of the most polarizing game developers, EA would have to be in the top five. Probably Easily. the top three. Oh, I, I would say number one. <clears throat> Out of all the video game companies, EA has always done the most egregious things. The things that you would never think anyone would do to squeeze money out of people. They have done. They have no shame in the things they do. I kind of want to ask um, our listeners and post a poll on Twitter. Which company do you think is more egregious, EA or Nintendo? EA. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, Nintendo's I, I mean, got I their moments. I think it's EA, too. I mean, they're, they're both, you know, capitalist corporations bent on screwing everybody over for money. But, you know, EA is just a little more egregious about it. Yeah, I think with Nintendo... It, 
I think of Nintendo as just being more stubborn yeah. than anything, <laughs> but EA, they're just like blatant. We want every cent that you have. Yeah, and Raven and in the chat room says Ubisoft is a very close second. Ooh, yeah, Ubisoft is a good one. Yeah, and Mushmouth, that, that's another thing. Uh, he says, EA makes me furious. Um, what do you mean I got to make a new account and install your downloader just to play Sims when I got got it on Epic Game Store? I hate having to log into EA to play stuff. Oh, that was, ugh, I hate it. I hate the Epic Game Store. I mean, EA used to put out good stuff, but I think it was it was really when the Battlefront remakes came out. Mm-hmm that people were starting to really have their eyes open like y'all are just trying to squeeze some extra cash out of us <laughs> yeah and that's not right no uh, but that's gonna do it for this month of video game history before we go into our list for tonight Derek you want to do our Patreon shout outs sure uh, we want to shout out our awesome patrons over at patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro we want to shout out yupfed aka knife James, a.k.a. at Jimbo Jr. on Discord, Travis Martin, Raven, Danny House, Justin Nispel, John West, Daniel Salmon, Mr. B. Res Coffee himself, Mike Eveland, Tyler Watson, Axblade07, Armez Jackson, Carlos Longoria, a.k.a. I am the Rampage, Rampage, Staff Sergeant Sketch, Gus and Penny, Matthew Salmon, Mr. Joey Image, a.k.a. Joseph Photograph, and last but not least, <laughs> Mama Diamond. Mama Diamond herself, Donna Diamond. Thank you all so much for your continued contributions and keeping the lights on for us here at the Nerd Cave Retro Podcast. For as little as a dollar a month, I found a dollar in loose change <laughs> earlier today. So that, that's how easy it is to, to scrounge up a dollar every month that i have this batman bank that i put all my loose change into and i I, cha- I traded it in at the bank the other day they got a new change machine in my bank i had 32 dollars in change so if i was a listener of this show i could have been a patreon subscriber for 32 months that's almost three years i could have subscribed to this show so it, just go get your change stuff and, and throw us a couple of those those coins you got in there that's almost three years. Yeah. But yeah, you get early access to our fun commentary tracks. Like this month, we did an episode of The Real Ghostbusters, and we'll be actually doing another commentary track sometime next week. I know we haven't nailed down the exact date yet, but uh, since we missed January, you get two mm-hmm. for February. So you can go back and check out the archives of the near endless stuff we've done. I actually thought of a really good idea for a future commentary track. Did you ever see the DuckTales movie uh, Legends of the Lost Lamp? Yeah, I got it on VHS, uh, VHS and DVD. I randomly thought of that movie <laughs> two days ago, and I'm like, we should do a commentary for that. I'm down for it. That movie's good. <clears throat> I haven't seen that movie since I was a kid. It's a great movie. It, oh, it, yeah, it, I like, love It's it. just a good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. So you can head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. And for new patrons, be sure to send us your social media info, whether it's Twitter, <laughs> Facebook, or Instagram, so we can give you a proper shout out. Oh, I got it. I'm keep laughing at the chat room. Because <laughs> Joey says, I said, that's almost three years. And Derek follows up with, that's almost three almost years. Almost three years. <laughs> In case you didn't In get the memo. In case you didn't get the memo. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Um, but yeah, um, actually tonight what we're going to do is our top five worst video game covers. And Derek, would you like to start us off? I think I started last time, so we'll let you start this time. Should I consider this a good thing since we're doing a worst top five list? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the, this was actually a really fun list to do because I had to do a pretty extensive Google search because, like, I could think of a couple of, you know, like, typical horrible uh, box art for video games. But I wanted to do a deep dive. Like, I wanted to yeah. go back to pre-NES because I knew there had to be some bad stuff back then. But my number five is actually a pretty recent game by Retro Standards. The Batman Arkham City Game of the Year edition for Xbox 360. Now, the Arkham City traditional box art is great. I love the box art for all the Arkham games. But the one I'm talking about is that it has all the reviews plastered on the front, and it looks like Batman's getting punched in the face. Yeah. <laughs> and it takes, like, the bottom third of, of the art. And the rest is just, oh, great game, blah, 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 blah. And then somewhere in there is the title. And I'm like, <laughs> you couldn't have put that on the back. Yeah. And I, I don't know <clears throat> what your um, process is for, for doing these top five lists. Because what I'll usually do is I'll do, I'll write a quick top five of just right off the top of my head of the whatever top five we're doing. And then I'll go look online for any kind of lists of the same thing that we're doing to see if there's anything that I just maybe forgot or missed. And this is the first time where I didn't really change. I don't really change too much on my lists unless there's something that really needs to be changed out. This one, I've wanted to change out so much stuff because there there's way worse <laughs> game covers out there than the stuff I have listed but these are just ones that the ones I have listed are the ones that I distinctly remember growing up. And some of the ones like whew, there are some bad cover arts out there, man, like like mm -hmm. horrible. Yeah, for me, it depends on what the top five is. Like if it's something that, you know, I can think of five things off the top of my head, then I do the same thing. Like I'll jot down what I think my list would be. And then I do a Google search. But like with this, I could only think of like three of my top five. Mm -hmm. So then I had to do, you know, more research. But my number four, and this, I feel like this is going to be a popular one. <laughs> the infamous Pac-Man Atari game. I almost God, put that it, on mine. <laughs> it, it looks like an advertisement for a really horrible McDonald's Happy Meal. <laughs> Uh, and then the art that's actually on the cartridge itself for Pac-Man oh, Atari. Oh, it's bad, too. It's like, is he eating chiclets? I mean, what what is happening on that that I, it, car, that cover? I don't get it. So my number three, I almost put this as my number one when I saw it. It's Kong for the <laughs> Commodore 64. I had never seen this until I started looking up those oh, lists. I hadn't either. And that should tell you the impact it made on me when I instantly put it in my top three. So not only is it a knockoff of Donkey Kong, it's an atrocious knockoff. So the way I could describe the, the cover is that, so Kong takes up like two thirds of the box. He's, I don't think he's wearing a tie and he looks like he's, thirsty for blood like he's almost like a zombie because he's got like drool coming out of his mouth who's supposed to be mario looks like a cross between a pig and an anteater because he has like a really extended nose and pauline looks terrible it's just from an artistic standpoint like it physically hurts me yeah to look at this box art it's like they didn't have the money for to to hire a graphic designer and they just went like, uh, who, hey, hey, Jerry, uh, our, our, our intern, like, uh, go draw us up a, a cover real quick. Whoever, whoever came up with this design has about as much business being an artist as I do. <laughs> like, it's, it's really bad. Could say that about this next one, too. <laughs> uh, I mean, th this is probably going to be the most popular entrant. My number yeah. two is Mega Man for the NES. Mm -hmm. Mega Man 2 is pretty bad, too. 
but number one, like it looks nothing like the game you're going to play. Like that, the box art is supposed to be what draws you into the game. Not you're like, draw, oh, that not, looks cool. Not, I want to play it. it <laughs> not push you away from it. And be like, ew, what is this? <laughs> it looks like a Bollywood version of Tron. Is what it looks like. <laughs> I mean, it it, uh, it, does. it does. I never thought about that. It looks so. Yeah. Ter- it it does look like those weird alternate, like you know, th- you'll see like the Indian version of like an '80s movie poster for like Die Hard, and it's nothing. It it looks like a child's drawing, <laughs> and yeah. it's like, what are you guys doing? Yeah, it it looks terrible. <laughs> It's absolutely terrible, but no, it, it looks like a bad knockoff poster. And this was the, looks, the era of, they could have just done like what the black box Nintendo games did have like, you know, like a royal blue or like a baby blue box and just have a picture of the gameplay on it. And it says Mega Man, like an action shot. It, it would have been fine with just a blue box with just Mega Man on it. Like that would have drawn me into like, Ooh, what is Mega Man? If a clip from the game is good enough for Super Mario Brothers, yes, it's good enough for Mega Man. One hundred percent. A Raven says Mega Man the B movie. That might. <laughs> uh, I hope we didn't put that out in the universe. Oh no! <laughs> but, but my number, my number one. This could also be like all of the Sega Master System grid box art, but the worst mm-hmm. one is the pro wrestling game. <laughs> Not only does it really have nothing on it, but it has a headless wrestler <laughs> holding his, his own head. head in a headlock. <laughs> <laughs> I did exactly what you're doing when I saw it. I'm like, this is so bad. Oh, and Mushmouth, number one. Mushmouth in the chat room says he his controversial opinion is that he likes the Mega Drive standard box covered with the sheet lines. It's like a it's like graph paper, and I think it's the most awful looking design of, of all. Like, I, and I have this, uh, and I even wrote in my runners up. Pretty much anything Sega Master System. That grid design was something awful. It's not aesthetically pleasing at all. And then you just have like a shakily drawn wrestler with no head holding his own skull in a headlock. What are you doing? Who approved that? I I like to think that there was a group of people sitting around and then somebody just stood up, slammed their heads on the table and went, guys, I got it. Let's cut his head off. And he puts himself in a headlock. Just, That's how great he is. I don't, I mean, as a person who went to college for graphic design, just some of these covers are like, they pain, they physically pain me to look at. I can imagine so. Oh man, I, I'm but yeah, glad. That's, uh, that's my top five. <laughs> because we, we were together on two of those. Like, Right, well, let me just go through mine. All right. Uh, on my runners-up, of course, I said anything Sega Master System. Uh, and and, and uh, my number one runner-up is Anticipation for the NES. Did you ever play that game? wasn't a great game, not. but, man, that cover, I just remember that cover, and it's just awful. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's like a white cover, but it's a picture of, pe- of like, a party of of white people, <laughs> and they're just like gathered oh, you've around. Lost me already, yeah, they they're gathered around holding Nintendo controllers, looking towards you like you're the TV. And they're oh my god, I'm looking at it right now. It's terrible. It looks like a, I hate to keep going back to the knockoff analogy. It looks like the D version of Saved by the Bell. Yeah, <laughs> it's terrible. Um, but for my actual list, at number five, this might be a controversial one, but I hated the cover for A Boy and His Blob for the NES. It, it's like, for a game that was kind of ahead of its time, I mean, it's a pretty... It's I've never reviewed it or anything, but it's it's ambitious. It was an ambitious game, but the cover art was more like a, a comic book panel of what's going on in the game, but it just doesn't look good to me. It looks sloppy. 
maybe something like for the back of the box, but not the cover. Yeah, yeah, that would have like, been a, it. Would have been a good back cover for the game if you'd have just put a drawing of the boy and his blob on the front. Would have been better than that. Yeah, something simple because it's like, got a really these, nice font for the game. The game font is really nice. The cover doesn't have to be always a huge, like elaborate piece of art. Like it can be something simple. Yeah. Like if anything, that would almost be just as eye catching if you just have a boy and a blob and you have that that font. And they're in the, in the chat room. They're talking about the apparently the guy, the red collar guy, looks like Dave Coulier. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. Uh, let's see. Uh, that's great. At my number four is of course pro wrestling for the Sega Master System. We've already covered that one. Uh, number three. Now this game, I, and I've always thought this was a terrible cover. It's actually on the Super Nintendo online on the switch right now you can go play it it's a decent beat-em-up it's a pretty decent game but rival turf for the super nintendo it looks like maybe they had hired um uh, the photographer to come in and, and do some photographs for the for the cover of the game but then like maybe the models didn't show up and it was bring your little brother to work day and they just took two <laughs> two of the kids and were like, "Hey, uh, we need some models. Turn your hats backwards and and look tough. Look look hard." Uh, they're like, you know that song "Hanging Tough" by New Kids on the Block. Just picture <laughs> that in your mind. Yeah. Uh, and oh man. But yeah, that's that's a that's a pretty bad cover too. And Joey said he's gonna send me a huge poster of Boy and His Blob. <laughs> I'll put it up behind me. I don't care. Uh, number two, of course, is Phalanx. I guess that's how you pronounce it for the Super Nintendo. It's the old man playing a banjo on the front. And if you look at our cover art for the show, I was about here, to say. <laughs> I was about to say. To be fair, it inspired a great thumbnail that you made. I sent this to to our little group chat with uh, Derek, Joey, Image, and Wally. I was laughing so hard when I was making this cover. And when I put Derek's face on the old man, like my hand was shaking when I was trying to do <laughs> blend his beard in Photoshop. It was awesome. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's literally a space shooter, like Super R-Type or Gradius. Why an old man with a banjo? It has nothing to do with the game. Maybe they thought an old man with a banjo would draw people in. But... How many people did it turn off from actually checking the game out? Because when I was a kid and used to see this game at like Blockbuster or whatever, I thought it was like a farming game or something. I didn't even check the back of the box to see what it was about. I didn't even know it was a space shooter until like three days ago. You'd think that that would have been the cover of Harvest Moon. Yeah, something. I mean, it would make more sense. That would be like the cover of Harvest Moon having a rocket ship on it. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know how the game is. I have just vaguely heard about it over the years. I don't know a single person that's ever played it. So, And I've never read about it, so... And if you're listening to this episode and you're looking these up on Google, uh, Phalanx is spelled P-H-A-L-A-N-X. I, I wouldn't want any of you out there to to miss out on seeing this absolute uh, uh, artistic classic that is uh, Phalanx. I agree with Joey. I thought it was a game version of Deliverance. Yeah. <laughs> that would make more sense than putting that old man on the cover of a space shooter. Uh, it's like that old saying, I can hear that cover. Yeah. And, of course, my number one is, of course, Mega Man 1 for the NES. One of the absolute most egregious, one of the worst cover arts. And I, I've read the story about how that came about. Like, the guy only had literally, like, 24 hours to, to come up with something. He didn't know anything about the game. Um, all he had was, I think, a couple of blurry... Um, screenshots, uh, and apparently I'm pronouncing it wrong. It's phalanx, phalanx is how it's pronounced. Okay, but anyway, the guy didn't know anything about Mega Man. 
and they hired him to do the cover, and all he had was a couple of blurry screenshots, and that's what he came up with. And I, I, you know, I can't fault the guy, but at the same time, it looks like a child's drawing, like something you would see like a sixth grader do in art class. Like it is not a professional artist by any means. Like why would you approve that? Now I could be wrong, but would it have not been cheaper to just take a screen cap of the game and throw it on the box? You would think that would have been so much better. Instead, we got Bollywood Tron. Yeah. Um, but of course, now we're going to start reading your top five lists. And we have the first one up. He's in the chat room right now, at MushmouthTB. You can follow him over on Twitter. Uh, his list is Busta Move 2 for the PS1, uh, Mega Man for the NES, Phalanx, <laughs> or however you pronounce it, Phalanx, uh, said this one is actually kind of cool, but it's a terrible cover for that game. Uh, the Konami's best edition of Castlevania Dawn of Sorrow. Um, which one was that? Let me look this one up real quick. Yeah, I'm going gonna, gonna to do the same. Let's see. Do, 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 do. Uh, let's see. Which one did he say? The Konami's best edition. Okay. Konami's... Oh, my God. They literally took the cover, shrunk it, and put it on another cover. <laughs> Let me look here. Are oh you kidding God, me? What that is, are you doing? That is that is a whole new level of laziness. <laughs> my God, I've never seen this before in my life. Like I can, I can feel the laziness dripping off of that. That's insane. Oh and someone got paid to do that. And I've been trying to get a job as a full-on graphic designer for like 10 years now. Nobody will hire me, and I won't do crap like that. I mean, anybody could do that. <laughs> All right, and his last one is, uh, let me see here. Hold on, let me get back to where I need to go. Uh, Russell Grant's Astrology. Let, let's yeah, look that, this thing that up. One's Pretty atrocious. Oh my too. lord. What is it's, this? Now that's what you need a poster of for your background. <laughs> I'm gonna send one to Joey Image and we'll we'll straight <laughs> off. Oh, that is off. That is horrible. Yeah. You know what that looks like? That looks like an educational game that I would have played on the computer in elementary school. It does. It's very uh it's very nineties. Early yeah. Photoshop, like let's let's just vomit everything onto this cover and and put it out to the world. It's like you know when you discover Photoshop for the first time and you just want to throw a bunch of stuff together. You're like, oh, I can put this on top of that, or I can move this over here. How many filters can I put on one thing? You get a filter. You get a <laughs> you filter. get a filter. You get a filter. You get a filter. <laughs> Uh, now, oh, now we'll go. Uh, we didn't get anything from uh, uh, emails or Facebook, but uh, we did get a, a few in Discord. So, Derek, you yeah, can start did. us off. Next up, we have Mr. Joey Image. His honorable mentions are Kong for the Commodore 64, which we have mentioned. Uh, Kiss and Kill the... This can't be real. Kiss and Kill the Ultimate Condom Simulator. <laughs> Okay, I you've piqued my curiosity. <laughs> I feel like this was done by design, so I'd have to read it. Yeah, I'll look this up real quick. Yeah, this me... <laughs> yeah, this is a this is a real thing. What is what kill. is this? <laughs> what is this? I don't know. I do not know. This is okay. Somebody was on acid when they made this. It's. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to have to clear that from my search history. And it's a condom scene. I'm on a list now. <laughs> I know. How did uh, you know is... about that game, Joey? That's how I, that's what I want to know. Right? And his last honorable mention is Metrocross for the Atari ST computer. And then in no particular order, the first Mega Man for the NES uh Fanlinx for the SNES. <laughs> See, you Snow can't White. say it either, so we're, we're both in the same boat. 
Snow White and the Seven Clever Boys. Oh, I'm not looking for the S and the S. No, it's <laughs> it's horrifying. Uh, pro wrestling for the Sega Master System. Actually, most of SMS cover art was awful. And Cockin for the, for the Commodore 64. We had a good which laugh is a, about which that is a one. Chick, which is a chicken simulator. I joked that that was going to be my next review, but it, it is not. That is a real thing, people. There was a chicken yeah. simulator for the Commodore 64 called Cockin. Take, oh, do man. with that what you will. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and up next, we have Raven, who's in the chat room right now. At number five, The Hobbit for the GameCube. That one's pretty bad, but also I think it might have been the same cover for the PS2, I think. And it's pretty bad. Like, it's yeah, it's pretty awful. Uh, number four, Virtual Chess 63. Uh, three, Bionic Commando. Uh, which one, the the original or since she's in the chat room, the original or the uh, the was what was it, Xbox 360 version? I think it was. It's not Suburban Commando, right? Yeah, yeah. Aren't we watching that soon? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> uh, and at number two, uh, Monster Party. I don't think Monster Party is all that bad. Uh, even Tyler in uh, the the Discord said, "How dare you insult the good name of Monster Party?" <laughs> <laughs> um, I might actually review that soon. Monster Party, yeah. Raven says the yeah. NES version. I don't think Bionic Commando is that bad, but it's it's not great, but it's not terrible. Right. Uh, and no, number one, Astian X. Yeah, that's not a great cover. Sounds like a disease. Yeah, I reviewed that. Uh, about two during COVID, I think I reviewed that. Yeah, it does sound vaguely familiar. Was that for the NES? Yeah, yeah, for the NES. Let me look that up real quick. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember that. Yeah, it's it ain't a great cover. No, not great. Next up, we have our good friend Mr. Tyler Watson, who's also in the chat. Let's do this without Mega Man 1. <laughs> I was not challenging going to. Him, <laughs> challenging himself. I, I dig it. Number five, Super Busta Move 2, a.k.a. Puzzle Bobble, is probably my favorite puzzle game franchise. But I have no clue what they were thinking with this one. Why is a baby blowing a bubble? Why is it wearing sunglasses that have the game in the reflection? The world may never know. That I think it's because a lot of people in the 80s and 90s we're on a lot of drugs. I think that's that's what a lot of it boiled down to. Drugs and gross humor. Yeah. That's the 90s. Uh, funny enough, when that cover first came out, because I, I remember it, and I was like, what? What, <laughs> what, what, what is this? Like, oh, It's cool in like a weird way, but yeah. in all seriousness, it's not great. Number four, Sega Master Systems games. SMS games are bad in general for U.S. releases, but I want to highlight two in particular. Pro Wrestling is just a guy with no head who has another guy in a headlock who is just a head. Now, Sega card games like Ghost House just had a picture of a hand holding the game card on the cover. Talk about lazy. And both have graph paper grid lines for a background. But what I'm Straight wondering is, I thought, that was, grade. I thought that was his head he had in a headlock. Yeah, that's what I always thought, too, is that he just, that's how extreme he was. He took his own head off and put it in a headlock. He was fighting himself. My God, he has ripped his own head off. <laughs> He's been ripped in half. Stop the damn match. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, Pac-Man for the Atari 400 slash 800 computers. Everything in this just raises more questions the more you look at it. Why does Pac-Man look like an Olympic runner? Why does he have chipmunk teeth and cheeks? Why does he have a picture of himself on his shirt? Why is he running through a castle? And why do the ghosts have feet? He's good at self-promotion. That's why he's got himself on his shirt. I would throw one more in there. Why was this game ever made in the first place? Exactly. Number two, Snow White and the Seven Clever Boys, European PS2. What in the name <laughs> of CGI Satan is this? Someone's got... Someone got paid real-life money to make this monstrosity, and then someone else got paid real-life money to say, yeah, that looks good. <laughs> they if, were both on so drugs. So that cover is, he posted all the covers that he's talking about. 
it looks like something straight out of one of my nightmares. Oh, yeah, that's terrible. I thought that it, was the cover I was thinking of. It's even worse when I see it, like, I remember something, but then see it again, and it's like, ugh. It looks like a bad version of the cartoon reboot. That is nightmare fuel. Yeah, it is. And uh, number one is Kong for the Commodore 64. <laughs> oh, God, kill it with fire. This is a Donkey Kong ripped off, punished by, or, yeah, punished, because we were punished yeah. by having to see it. Published <laughs> by Anarog. Mario looks like a mix of Popeye and an anteater. Pauline looks so disinterested in her own kidnapping, and DK looks like he wishes to consume your flesh. <laughs> His honorable mentions are tough enough for SNES. It looks like 90s comics threw up on the box. There's mm. so much text that there's no way to tell what the title is if you didn't already know. Yeah, I think that's on the, the Switch Online store, and yet yeah. it's, it's bad. And Mega Man 2 for the NES. We all hate on Mega Man 1, but 2 still didn't quite get it right. He's still just a guy with a gun, and it seems like they mixed up Dr. Wily with Dr. Light. It, it makes it seem like Dr. Light is the villain hiding behind Crash Man and pointing at Mega Man, directing them to take him out. Uh, yeah, but at least it looks aesthetically pleasing for the cover, even though they got it all wrong. It doesn't make me not want to play the game like the first one did. Yeah, it's my thing would be you had Mega Man 1 already out, so you knew what the game looked like. Yeah. So you could have made something that was a little more accurate. And last but definitely not least, Mr. Brandon Rutledge uh, wrote in with his dis dishonorable mentions. Ninja Golf, a ninja carrying golf clubs. I saw this one on the list. Overall concept is stupid, but the game itself is not bad. Bomberman Act Zero, the only good thing is that, so that it somewhat gives a fair warning on how bad his this reimagining is. Shaq Fu, Shaq in a karate stance, perfect preview on this garbage fighting game. Have you ever watched the show uh, uh, Fresh Off the Boat? Mm -mm. They did a whole episode about Shaq Fu, and if you've never seen it, it's in season one, so and it's on Hulu. So if you've never seen Fresh Off the Boat, go go check that show out. It's really good. But they did a whole episode about Shaq Fu. Uh, I can't then, knock Shaq. Yeah, ugh, that game. The guy, the guy game. Some middle-aged doofus surrounded by nearly naked women. Only a mild warning on this controversial game that essentially combines a trivia game show with Girls Gone Wild. Night Trap, almost a parody of 80s horror movie posters, which perfectly projects the atmosphere of this cult classic. Clock Tower 3, easily the worst box art for this once great series. Nothing says survival horror like a facial close-up of a scared girl. Yeah, that's not true. And then uh, his last um, a, a dishonorable mention is Rival Turf. Uh, the one I I picked. These two gang members look about as tough as a pair of wannabe bullies on a Disney Channel show. <laughs> That's a great comparison. Truth. And let's see. At number five, Band Hero. Colors. Just lots of colors with what's supposed to look like silhouettes of musical instruments. Uh, let's oh, see. Oh, I remember Band Hero. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I never he played did. it. He posted a, the cover of it in the Discord, and yeah. I remember this. It's kind of got that weird, almost 60s mod vibe to it, you know? Um, Makes me think of Austin Powers. It does. Uh, number four, Legend of the Mystical Ninja. Boo! Sorry to ruin this one for you, Jason. <laughs> Great game, but even though it's made by a Japanese company, the covered art looks like it was done by a white political cartoonist. I like the cover of that that game. It's very colorful and and... Like it almost jumps out of the box at you. That's uh that's a spicy take. Yeah. Mr. Rutledge. Man, going after my heart. Uh number three, tough enough. A pick for many, I predict. Dude looks like a parody of All Might, despite the game coming out over two decades before My Hero Academia. Um, and I almost put this on my list too, because that is a terrible video game cover. I mm -hmm. thought the I took this day, I thought the name of the game was Are You Tough Enough, Punk? Or whatever it says on the front. What does it say? Hold on, let me scroll up real quick. Yeah, uh, hey, Punk, are you tough enough? Like, I thought that was the entire name of the game. I didn't know the name of the game was just Tough Enough. 
I mean, they should have at least made tough enough the different color. Like, uh, K-pop yeah. is yellow. Like, make that yellow and make the rest of it white. Yeah, because I thought that was the entire name of the game. Uh, let's see. Superman 64 fails to cover art basics of putting the title of the game on the box. Should be an early sign of how horrible this game is. That game is... There's nothing good about that game. The game sucks. The cover sucks. Everything about that game sucks. And that I is like turning the game off, though. Yeah, that's the best part of the game, is never having to play it ever again. <laughs> And his number one, bringing us, bringing us in for a landing, Anticipation, a group of people trying way too hard to pretend to be happy to poorly advertise an okay board game style NAS title. So that wraps up our top five lists for this week. And uh, so what do you think? Did, did all these, uh, any of these jump out at you as, no, that was, that's a good game cover. Yeah, I mean nothing that I would re- like. I I like the Legend of the Mystical Ninja cover. Yeah, I do too. Um, yeah, I mean most of them are are pretty atrocious. But I, honestly, this was one of, if not my favorite top five list to do. Mine too. This was really cool. Yeah, and the thing about the Legend of Mystical Ninja is like, yeah, it's kind of uh, there's a lot going on, but it looks like the game. <laughs> you know, there's nothing on there yeah. that isn't in the game. Like. You know, there's not a old man with a banjo on the front or anything like that. And I don't know. I think Shaq Fu's pretty good. I think it looks looks pretty good there. I mean, it's got Shaq. That's all you need. Yeah, that's all you need. Where's Kobe? Why did we never get a Kobe Fu? Uh, I don't know if he would have been about <laughs> Kobe Fu. Oh, well. Maybe we yeah. need to review Shaq Fu. That should, we should do a dual review of Shaq Fu. Hey. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm all for it. I know it's bad, so I'll I'll go in expecting a bad game. But we'll have fun doing it. Yeah. But uh but that's going to wrap us up for this week. Thank you for everybody that uh that wrote in and gave us your top 5 lists. And um next week Derek is going to be reviewing The Adventures of Lolo for the NES. So if you want to get play that and get prepared for next week's review, Derek, tell everybody what's going on with the Derek Diamond experience. So believe it or not, we are just under a month away from the 10-year anniversary of the show. Ooh, wow. It's nuts. St. Patrick's Day will be like to the day of uh, 10 years when I released the first episode. But uh, for this week specifically, I talked with screenwriter James Roberts, who wrote a, a really fun horror film called Here for Blood. It's a little, a little like They Live, which hmm. I kind of dig. It's it's like, like that fun type of like horror comedy. That's like, it's a good throwback movie. Yeah. Um. It's it's streaming on a uh, Screenbox exclusively. So if you want to, I think you can do a free trial if you want to check it out. But yeah, yeah we I'll talk about that. you know the ideas he came up with for the movie, um, his time on set. So you can go check that out at Linktree.com/slash/DDiamondPodcast. Awesome. And uh, go check out my other podcast, the Open Micers Podcast at Open Micers on Twitter. Instagram and um, last we last couple of weeks we've had some really good um, hostful episodes. We had Mr. Wiley Phelps was on last week because Jacob Jacob's been uh, he works with kids, so he's basically working in a petri dish of diseases all the time. So he's been sick with the flu and like an ear infection. So he's been out the last couple of weeks. So we've had Mr. Wiley Phelps on. Uh, last week and uh, Derek was on a couple of weeks ago and we were we did an episode of headliners where we talk about the headline the weird headlines in the news at the time and it's been some really fun episodes but tonight we're gonna uh, Mr. Jacob Craig's gonna be back and uh, we got a guest tonight so we're, we're gonna be back in full swing from now on if we can keep uh, if we can keep D- uh, Jacob off the injured list we'll, we'll get back on a regular schedule. Got to start ingesting that vitamin C. Yeah, he does. Need to do something. Take some vitamins or something. But uh, but that's going to do it for this week. Is there anything else before we leave tonight? I think that's it. Let's get out of here. If you want to email us, email us at nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. Nerdcaveretro.com is our link tree. And that includes all of our socials, our Patreon, our merch shop. We got buttons up there for a cash app. 
PayPal. You can give us some money if you don't want to be a patron. Or if you want to buy some stuff from us, ncrmerch.com takes you straight to the merch shop where we have t-shirts, hats, stickers, magnets, bags, mugs, or whatever your nerdy little heart desires. And if you don't have any money, we understand times are tough. Go leave us a review wherever you listen to this show. Spotify, Apple, uh, iHeartRadio. It's everywhere. Go leave us a review and or a five-star rating on all those podcasting platforms. Thank you all for joining us. And Derek, please tell them what it's all about. May the way of the hero lead to the Triforce. Yes. Forgiveness is divine, but never pay full price for late pizza. Hey, Derek, have you heard the news? What news? We officially have our very own line of coffee at brezcoffeeco.com. That's right. Nerd Cave Retro now has its very own medium roast coffee. If you want to try it yourself or even some of the other awesome flavors like Wizard's Potion which is a butterscotch, caramel, and hazelnut-flavored roast. Or the Dragon's Breath Roast, which is a cinnamon dolce-flavored roast. They have tons of different flavors, and you can also just get a regular Colombian roast and add any flavor to it that you want. They even keep their seasonal roasts all year round. If you need that boost to get you through those all-night gaming sessions, then head over to brezcoffeeco.com and use the promo code NCR for 10% off your order. This podcast is a Zoo House LLC production.